Praise the Lord. It's good to be here on a Thursday night. Praise and worship was awesome. Bring us into the presence of the Lord. Wow, this is different standing up here ministering the word than it is sitting out there being ministered to. But anyway, um, let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to share the word that I believe you've given me to share tonight. And I pray that all those people that hear it are receiving exactly what you have for them tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, You know, um, I'd like to thank Pastor Gary and Nancy for giving me this opportunity to step out of my comfort zone. And believe me, I am. (laughs) I've never done anything like this before. Um, I've been asking myself ever since COVID, how can I increase my faith? How can I stretch it? How can I get back into doing faith things instead of fear things? There's been, we've seen way too much over the last couple of years of fear, anxiety, stress, depression. It's time for us to turn that around. Um, um, A lot has changed for a whole lot of people. And Fear and unbelief is not from God. So um, let us open our word and go to 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, I'm sorry, 1-7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God gives us good things. James 1-17 tells us that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Not being able to go to church back then was not a good thing. Watching services on social media was good. We were hearing the word. It was good, but it wasn't the best. Being assembled together in God's presence is better. The anointing is here for whatever our needs are. We can have like-minded people praying with us, laying hands on us, and praying with us so that our needs are met. It's Being assembled together is a very good thing. It's scriptural, as we see in Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. We need to be together to minister to each other and to be ministered to not only in church services, but in get-togethers. It's, it's good to get together for fun and ministry. Roman 12, 3 tells us, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So we've all been given faith by God. Now, it's our responsibility to do something with that faith. We need to put action to it so it's not just lazy faith. Um, go to Romans 10, 17. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That tells me we can increase our faith by hearing the word. The word will teach us how God wants us to live and act towards others. Reading and studying the word will show us how Jesus lived, and how he acted toward others, and how he handled all variety of situations. And we can do as he did. We can become more like him. We are well taught 
here at our church. We hear good word here. We can, we can also read the Bible out loud for ourselves, hearing ourselves speak the word. That will surely help us strengthen our faith and weaken our fear and unbelief. There are so many resources available to us to hear the word all the time, pretty much everywhere we go. When we believe the word, we trust it. We hear it. We act on it. It's not just head knowledge to us then. It, it's down in our heart. It becomes part of us and part of what we do and who we are. It becomes faith to us. Um, go to James 2.17. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. The Passion Translation says, So then faith that does not involve action is phony. That's pretty simple, straightforward, and easy to grasp and understand. In order to increase faith, we need to use it, put action to it. We need to step out of our comfort zone. The Holy Spirit is with us. He will help us. We're never alone when we act in faith. There are so many examples of great faith in action in the Bible. Just way too many. I couldn't keep reading them all. So I, the one that stood out to me, I suppose because I'm a mother and a woman, is in 2 Kings 4. You don't have to go there. It's a long story. Um, probably from verse 8 to 37 or 38. It's a story of the Shunammite woman who had great faith. She knew Elisha was a faithful man of God, and she had her husband build a, a room so that when Elisha passed by, he could have a place to stay and rest. And he asked her what, what he could do to reward her, repay her. She said nothing, there was nothing she wanted, but she didn't have a child. So Elisha told her that this time next year you will have a son. And she did. And when, the, when her son grew up, he was um, out in the field with his father, and something happened, and father had him sent back to the mother, and as he lay in her arms, he died. And the Shunammite woman was a woman of faith. She knew what to do. She didn't cry. She didn't fall apart. She didn't voice thoughts that she shouldn't voice. She went to the man of God, and she had the man of God come to where her son was. And through his ministry, her son was raised back to life. That, to me, is an awesome example of great faith on a mother's part. Because of her faith, her son lived. Her joy must have been really great. In my own experience, of exercising my faith. When our uh, youngest son was a teenager, he developed a lump in his chest. Unlike the Shunammite woman, I allowed my mind to go where it ought not to have gone. First thing I thought was, oh God, please don't let it be cancer. Um, When I was praying about the situation, the Holy Spirit told me, step out of fear, step into faith. I lost my step out of fear and step into faith. Draw a line and step over it. And that's exactly what I did. I drew a line in our carpet. And as I stepped over it, I said out loud to myself, 
I am stepping out of faith, and I am stepping in. I'm stepping out of fear, and I'm stepping into faith. I choose to believe the word of God that says, by his stripes, my son is healed. We, we looked up healing scriptures and peace scriptures, and we prayed those over him. And after surgery to remove the lump, which was not cancerous, and a quick recovery period, he was fine. We can have what we say, so we need to be careful that we're saying the right thing, which is the word. We must also believe the word that we speak. Even, even if the word isn't the first thought that we have in any situation, we can overcome the fear and the unbelief by speaking the word, by getting it into our heart and believing it. Every time a negative thought comes into our head, we need to cast it down. Don't entertain it and certainly don't act on it. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we don't have to entertain negative thoughts. We can get rid of them and replace them with the word. Remind ourselves of 1 John 4.4, that ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. As we grow in our Christian walk, we need to exercise, stretch our faith, to share the word with others, especially the salvation message. Don't allow fear to keep you from sharing the word where someone spends eternity could depend on it. We can take opportunities and openings to lead someone to Jesus or to pray and have their needs met. That's what it's all about. It's about letting the world see Jesus in us. They will know us by our love. The more we step out to help, to minister to others, the easier it gets. I believe that. (laughs) We're putting fear and anxiety and all that goes along with it behind us and growing and exercising our faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And we all want to please God. We want to do good in his sight. We all know Mark 11, 23 and 24. For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not dote in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. We can exercise our faith by speaking to our issues, to our mountains, pray the word over them, and believe in our hearts that what we've said will happen and watch God move on our situation. We will have what God says. God is faithful and true. He will do what he says he will do. Mark 5, 25 to 34. You don't need to turn there. That's the um, story of the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. She knew in her heart 
that if she could get to Jesus and touch his clothes, she would be healed. In verse 28, she says, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And she fought her way through the crowds and touched him, and she was whole. In verse 34, Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of the plague. She spoke what she wanted, and she put action to her faith by going out into the crowds to get to Jesus when the law at that time said she could have been stoned for that. Another example of faith versus fear that spoke to me is found in Matthew 14, 28-32. The disciples were in a boat, and the storm arose, and... and, um, They saw Jesus coming on the water, and Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water to Jesus. But when he saw the winds boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink and cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. As long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, the point of contact of his faith, he did the impossible. He walked on the water. And the water was stormy and mm, wasn't a fun walk. (laughs) But as long as he was... In faith, he walked on the water. But when he looked around at his circumstances, the boisterous wind and the storm, he started to sink. We could say he started to fail. When he called to Jesus for help, the help was immediately there. Faith overcomes fear. We recently had a doctor's report about our unborn grandson. He had many problems, and he wouldn't live. After we were told all the things that... Um, the doctor said was wrong. We um, told our son and daughter-in-law not to speak the negative things, not to dwell on them. And we looked up scriptures and we prayed over our grandson and our son and daughter-in-law, and we spoke peace to the situation. And every time a negative thought came, and there was many that came and they came rapidly, we replaced them with the healing scriptures. And I'm overjoyed to tell you that we received our miracle. We have a beautiful, healthy grandson. He requires some corrective surgery, but he is healthy. He's happy. Yeah, we're in love with him. (laughs) Yeah. The more we step out in faith and act on the word, the more we will put down fear and unbelief. Our job is to act in faith, and God will take care of the rest. We lay hands on the sick in obedience to the word, and God heals or meets the need we're praying for. If you have any doubt before you pray, ask God to help you with it. The Holy Spirit in us will will rise up in us. The word will rise up and will overtake the fear. Believing the word is key. There can be no doubt when you pray. God is able to meet every need. Mark 16, 17, and 18. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. 
a few years ago, our oldest son, first day on a new job, was hit in the head with an excavator bucket, and he required many stitches and extensive medical care. I don't know of anybody who's walked away from that kind of an injury. But we pray daily over our children. We pray for their protection, their peace, and that they will fulfill God's purpose and plan for their lives. We prayed that he would live and not die, that his injuries would not overtake him. And he's still going strong. (laughs) There's power in prayer. If we don't replace fear with the word, it will start to destroy us. We will start to doubt everything that happens. We'll think we aren't good enough. We aren't smart enough. We're not capable to do that task. We become anxious and fearful where we should be strong and mighty in the word. We need to build up our most holy faith. Jude 1.20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 5.18 and 19. But... Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. We do, when we do these things, we're building our faith, and we'll have less negative thoughts, and we'll be ready to minister to others as the needs arise. We have all we need to be successful and victorious in our lives. Jesus paid the ultimate price for us when he died and rose again. Now, we should keep acting in faith, reading our Bible, and gaining wisdom and revelation knowledge so we can be powerful and victorious in ministry. Here in our church is a perfect place for us to practice, to step out of our comfort zone, and to increase our faith and decrease fear and unbelief. So, We will see miracles, signs, and wonders following the preaching of the word. We can step out of our our comfort zone by laying hands on one another, giving a word of encouragement, or meet some other need. We need to obey the prompting of the Holy Spirit. So when we are out in our everyday environment, we will be ready to act in faith. Determining your hearts to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and act in faith, believing God is with you the whole way. I pray that everyone has received what God has intended for them from this message tonight. I pray that you will act in boldness, stepping out in faith, putting down fear and unbelief. Thank you. Be blessed. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.